Hello and welcome to the Wealth Reliance Podcast. My name is Dave Deal. This is the podcast for the side cash hustler. If you want insights, real life experience from people just like you on how they started creating side income, you are in the right place. Documented experiences of people creating a few hundred dollars to extra tens of thousands of dollars a month. Make sure to subscribe and review. This means more than you know. Also, feel free to check us out at selfreliantwealth.com. Before we jump into the episode, let's take a minute to thank our sponsors. Welcome back to Wolf Ruins Podcast. This is another segment of the story, my backstory, and uh, you know how we've been able to get to where we are today. So let's dive right back into it. Um, in the last episode, we were talking about real estate investing and how we'd gotten into that and also the vending machines. So um, right back into real estate investing. So we um, had done a couple of these deals, right? So we'd done the, the hard money deal. It was supposed to be a six-month deal with a possibility of going a year. It ended up going a year, which worked out for us, you know, because we were able to make a little bit more on it. Um, but I also learned that sometimes things don't go as planned. And so that was kind of a hard learning experience, but we did end up making money on it. And so that was really, really good. So the next phase here um, was with the this this flip that we had done. We had done one up in Oakley, and you know it was way over budget. We were behind on our timelines. It was just a mess. We ended up getting out of the deal and still made everything work. We still made a little bit of money. We got paid back, and and you know my greatest lesson there though was we should have fired the contractor early on when we saw the work wasn't being done the way that we thought it was, right? We let it go on way too long. One lesson in, in flips and real estate flat out is your um, your money and your profit is going to come down to two things. One, your, your analyzation of the deal, and two, the work that's being performed. So if you crappy analyze your deal, you're going to lose money. And if you have a bad contractor, you're going to lose money. So things always end up costing more than you think. So make sure that that's in that part of your analysis, but also make sure that you're doing the things that you need to in order to actually see success. And uh, that's you know what's going to be game changing for you. So the next phase you know of what we learned from these real estate deals was, okay, well, what's the next step? So we ended up going. And, you know, I learned how contracts worked. I learned how real estate worked. We really, really wanted to move up to Oakley at this point. Katie was still working at the corporate company. Um, you know, I was doing real estate stuff now and had the vending machine business. And that was continuing to grow well. We bought five machines. Um, as I mentioned earlier, my partner financed them. Um, that was a $32,000 investment um, for five machines, five locations that were really pretty decent producers. Um, they were bringing in about 2500 bucks a month uh, gross revenue. We were making about 1000 So not a bad deal. Um, you know, fast forward a little bit here, and I'll, I'll tell you how we learned a lot from the vending business too. Um, but basically, jumping into the uh, back to this real estate stuff. So we had learned how to do contracts. We wanted to move to Oakley. You know, we always had it as the back of our mind. We figured it'd probably be another 10 years before we could get up here, before we could afford it or anything else. Um, but, uh, my wife had gotten a raise. She was now the hub manager. Um, so she was responsible for really, you know, making sure everything was controlled, working in that space that I was in charge of, that it was a mess. 
she learned a lot of logistics and she had gotten raised. And we had this crazy off-market opportunity to buy a home in Oakley. Um, basically what happened was these people that lived in the house, they wanted to buy another house that was up here in Oakley and they listed it on KSL for like 10 minutes and then took it down because they didn't want people walking through it. Um, Katie's brother um, ended up, was living up here with his wife and they were friends with the people that own the home and they said, hey, you need to go walk through this. And we're like, no, nah, we don't really want to. But somehow they, she like set an appointment and I didn't even want to go. So Katie went and walked through and was like, this is an awesome house. Like we need to go look at this. And so I ended up coming back and looking at it later and uh, we walked through it and checked it out and it was, you know, it worked out pretty cool. So, you know, that was really, really neat um, experience there. And we ended up just saying, okay, well, let's, you know, let's do this. No, there's no agents involved. You know, we can just do a contract. We can get this thing rolling. I had made a really good connection in real estate with financing um, as a loan officer guy. And Tim actually, right, Tim Roberts, he's been on the show before. Um, and so he was able to help us get all the stuff that we needed to be able to seal the loan deal on this home in Oakley. And actually before, I should rewind even more here. So before that, we actually, you know, we're still living in Salt Lake and we thought, hey, we ought to go try and find a deal somewhere and buy another rental property. And so we went down to St. George um, and we found this home and it was a sweet deal. It was a uh, an REO, meaning the bank had basically owned it. It was on their books. They hadn't been able to sell it at auction. They'd ended up with it a few times. They'd had it for about four years. So they were asking 225 for it. Um, they came back and said there were multiple offers. So we came back at two, I can't remember, 226, 121, 10 or something like that. We won the offer. Um, we're doing our due diligence, found that there was a water issue and we went back to them to try and get longer due diligence time so we could figure it out and they wouldn't give it to us. So we ended up canceling the contract and walking away. And they ended up coming back to us a little bit later and said, hey, you know, we want you to buy this house still. Like, what do you need? We'll give you your time. So they gave us the due diligence time. And we ended up, I ended up finding out that, you know, I took a shovel down with me. And when I turned the water on, it was leaking right by the meter. And so I undug where the meter was and found out that it was a, for some reason they had had a pipe off the top of the meter and the water, like the, it was just a, an open cap, like it wasn't capped. And so water was coming out of that. So I went and bought a $2 shark bite fitting, put it on there um, and fixed it. And so after we bought the house, I did that of course. And anyway, we were able to negotiate off $4,000 because that's what a plumber quoted us to get it fixed because they didn't know what it was either. They had to diagnose it and figure it out. But once we closed, I went back and found out it was a $2 repair. So we basically negotiated four grand off this property for a $2 repair. And that was really, really cool. So we picked this home up. We put some money into renovations for about $14,000 into renovations um, because it had been sitting for so long. We even had a pipe, a spring pipe break and it started kind of flooding the basement. And so we had to get that taken care of and fixed and got it fixed and we got it rented out. Um, and that was a sweet cash flow property that brought in about 2,100 bucks a month. We were able to, I was actually in St. or in uh, Lake Powell <clears throat> and I was trying to find a renter for our Salt Lake home so that basically I needed those two homes rented out with contracts 
to show we had enough income to be able to buy the house in Oakley. And so we're in Lake Powell and negotiating back and forth. We didn't have service, so I had to go out into the channel to be able to text back and forth to get service. We ended up having one person that looked like they were going to commit before we left, and they ended up canceling. So we had somebody else that came in and were like, hey, we want to rent your house um, while we were out there. And so we worked out the deal you know, over basically text and email um, and got the contract to them and signed and um, everything worked out perfect. So right when we got back from Lake Powell, we were able to close on the Oakley house and uh, we, you know, we started moving up there and God, we moved in and within a couple of weeks, um, our, our son Max was born. And so we had, I mean, we basically closed on two homes, got them rented out or got one of them, you know, closed on two homes, moved, got two homes rented out and had a baby like all in this crazy span. And at that time, like I was making really good money doing the real estate education stuff. You know, we felt like we were on top of the world like that year. I think we ended up, um, total revenue that we had brought in between the two of us was like $300,000 or something like that. And, uh, best, best year we've ever had crazy, crazy, crazy. And so on top of the world, we end up, um, you know, having Max, it was like the most amazing experience ever. Because if you remember on that road trip, this was now, let's see this. We moved here in September. He's a year old. So we basically, waited um or we tried for like three years three or four years to have max and we ended up having to go to a um like a fertility doctor and they like went through katie and everything and everything was good there and they started testing me and stuff was you know not gelling with me and you know we traced it back to having to deal with like the accident and issues from that and Man, I can tell you one thing like right now without getting too vulgar, like that's a very awkward thing to be able to go into a doctor and just, you know, hey, let's see if you're working right. Um, it's a very, very weird, awkward thing. And, you know, it, it it didn't really provide a whole lot of answers other than we just kept trying. Um, we did a an IUI and you're only supposed to do like three of them. We did like six just because that's how it worked. We didn't really have time. We didn't to uh, do like in vitro and all that stuff. So we ended up doing six of those IUI treatments. And somehow after just not giving in and figuring out a way to make it work, like I, you know, mentally, I think I <laughs> went through a crazy battle right there. Um, I mean, for a guy, you know, to, to be the one having the problem with uh, like why you can't have kids, that's kind of a difficult thing. Anyway, I wasn't taking no for an answer. And so, um, I really went, uh, the distance and went the extra mile and just said, look, um, I'll figure a way out. And I did. And so we were, you know, we found out that Katie was pregnant and like that whole process of her being pregnant, working at this crazy job, like hating it. I mean, she was so overwhelmed and stressed and like depressed and everything <laughs> during that first or that last part of her pregnancy. Like it was just, I mean, it was nuts. Like, I'm not kidding you. We had all those houses stuff. That was what I was working on. And she was working in this new role with this corporate company. And they were basically pulling back her ability to actually fulfill the order she needed for the cases. And they just made it stupid. And so now she's caught in the middle between the reps, the sales reps and the corporate people. 
and everybody like basically is mad at her <laughs> and uh, there's nothing that she can do because corporate's taking her power away because they've taken all the inventory away. And so it's just like this whole big mess of, of ridiculousness that, you know, conspired and everything. So basically we put like, it was like running 110 miles an hour for a year, a couple years. And then all of a sudden having max and then everything just stopped, like time stopped. Like I remember being in the hospital and we had a couple days there where we just did nothing but like hung out together. And that was like it. We didn't have like our families. We kind of like, we just stopped and like, we're looking and watching this beautiful baby boy just, um, you know, be born and, and spending time with him and like this journey of three years. And like Katie had such an emotional roller coaster with the whole thing. And I did too, because I knew it was my fault. And like, all we wanted, all we wanted was to have kids. That's it. Like we didn't care about anything else. We just wanted to have children so, 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 so bad. And nothing we could do was helping that. Right. I mean, that was, I mean, I remember it was, we were actually talking about this. It was like Christmas time and literally for Christmas, we're like, we don't want anything else. Like we just want a baby so bad. That's it. Like we just want to start our family. We want to be able to raise a child and be able to have those amazing experiences. And of course, you know, every person that you see, when are you having kids? When are you having kids? And that was like the most devastating, difficult, heart-wrenching thing in the world. And then you see on Facebook, every single person you know is having a baby and you're not. And I mean, you're talking like physically, mentally, emotionally. Like, that's devastating. That is so hard. Anybody that's going through that, that's listening to this, or if you know somebody that's going through this, um, like, please share this podcast episode because, like, I really, like, we know what that's like, right? We know um, what that process is like. In those IUIs, I mean, we had a couple of them where, you know, we, we thought, like, things were looking good. And then it was like, no, I mean, you're, you know, within a week or something. And it kind of took, but then it miscarried. And, like, it, you know... <laughs> just trying over and over and over again and oh man like some of the hardest times ever um were during those periods of, of trying to have a baby uh and that affected you know work it affected our relationship it affected like spiritually um it was almost like we were trying to have faith but it was like we had given up uh and it was not a fun, a fun road um, to be on. So definitely can relate to that with, uh, you know, with people that are going through that. I, I know, I know how you feel. Um, I know that for us, it worked out. And for you, it may or may not. But again, I feel like I can speak to both sides of this, like, because you know, my parents couldn't have children and because I was adopted and my brother and sister and I were adopted, like that was an option that we were considering. Um, and like there, there are options for you, um, wherever you're at in, in your, your life right now, up to this point, if you're trying to have children and, uh, if you continue to just have faith 
and continue to do the uh, the things that you need to do and, and seek guidance and direction. Like there's a way for you to have children, whether you adopt or you conceive naturally. Um, like there, there, there are options. And especially as many people out there in the world today, this is not a topic I, I talk about very much, but it's something that frustrates the crap out of me. Um, <clears throat> is this whole um, abortion thing and like being adopted <laughs> and knowing that, you know, if I uh, had been aborted, like that is something that I can't even imagine um, because I wouldn't be here and I wouldn't have the family that I have. Um, my parents and, you know, my wife and my son. And uh, it's something just to think about and consider. Um, but then also the people that are going through, you know, all they want is to have a kid and you are giving up that child um, by taking away their life and taking away their agency. Um, you know, maybe somebody else going through a difficult time might be able to help you out and you can create some sort of a win-win situation, right? So just something to be mindful of. Uh, so it's kind of a tangent, but again, like I said, I just want to be transparent and open with some of the thoughts and the feelings that, uh, you know, we've had to go through and overcome because, again, like at this time in our life, like that's what we were thinking. Like, okay, all these people are you know, having babies and there are some people that are aborting and it's like, well, hey, like how come that person gets a baby and then they are aborting it and we, um, all we want is a baby and we're not getting one. Like, you know what I mean? Like that's, <laughs> that's a real, real conversation. That's a real dialogue. And uh, it's not something that you know, we, we feel like we're alone completely at that moment in, in those feelings and those thoughts. But uh, but you're not, and we're not, right? We've all, many people have been there. Many people are there currently. Uh, and you never know what people are going through. Um, I remember one time we were at uh, a wedding. And so he asked Katie, like, hey, well, what are you going to have kids? You know, same stupid question. And Katie just started crying. And I was like, look, you freaking moron, like, we're trying and we can't. And this person actually had problems too. And so it was like, how are you so insensitive, like, about that, right? I mean, that's it. It's all we want. Like, life has no meaning other than we just want children. Like, seriously, we're trying to find the good and everything, but that's how we feel. And you can't freaking relate or you can relate and you're so insensitive about it. Like, what the heck is your problem? And seriously, like, these are some of the thoughts and the feelings, like, that we had and the stuff that we went through. And I would honestly say that was probably harder than the accident and the recovery of the accident was going through that emotional journey and roller coaster um, because of the effects mentally that it makes you feel just worthless. Anyway, um, somehow by miracle, we were able to have Max 
and he has blessed our lives tremendously and we love him so very, very much. And, you know, at this time when we had him, it was seriously like a, like a checkout mode and we were able to just like check out totally and just spend time with him. And I kind of like checked out of life for a while. And so did Katie, she ended up quitting her job. Um, and so for a few months, like we literally just hung out with this little guy and watched him. We'd wake up in the morning and we'd be hanging out with him. We just like, he consumed us and we were so, so grateful because of all of this, you know, emotional trauma and tragedy that we had gone through up to this point. Um, it was like, we have everything, like literally it was like life was complete. And like nothing else mattered. Like we had it all, everything, everything we'd ever wanted. We lived in, you know, the country in Oakley where we wanted to. We had this beautiful baby boy. We, you know, we, we had money coming in unlike anything we ever thought before. And like life was made. And I wish that's where this, the story could just end. But guess what? It doesn't. This is just part of the journey. And the things that happen next are game changing and put us in a completely different situation that we were unexpecting and making it stressful and crazy all over again. And so that's where we're going to end this episode. We'll come back and we'll dive right back into it. But um, everybody, I just really want to take a minute to thank you for listening And again, if you're going through something difficult, like just know that you really are not the only one. Um, If you know somebody that's been through an experience like we had, like let them know that they they are not alone. Share this episode with them. Um, Be very, very, very uh, aware. And even if you don't understand, just have some sympathy and some understanding as you're going into certain situations and conversations with people because you don't know what they're going through. Um, and so, you know, I, I guarantee if you do that, like that will just be a better way to operate. But again, I want to thank you for listening and your support and, you know, make sure to go out and fuse hope to those in need by teaching correct principles that lead to result driven action. Uh, make sure to subscribe, rate and review the podcast please share it really do like it. The more that we can grow this thing together, the uh, more impact we're going to be able to have as a group and uh, go out and make it a fantastic day. Thank you so much for listening to this episode of the Wealth Alliance podcast. I just wanted to take one more minute to thank our sponsors. Are you ready to learn how you can take your life and your business to the next level? Learn how you can create side income and have different assets pay for your life and your lifestyle. Tune in next week to the Wealth Reliance Podcast. This is Dave Deal signing out. Thank you so much and have a great week.